0: My name's Bridget, and welcome to my podcast, Wake Up and Thrive. I wear a lot of hats, but the ones I'm most proud of are being a sober mom to my four kids, a wife to my best friend, a forever student of life, a registered nurse, and a certified life coach. You can usually find me planning and enjoying quality moments with those I love, or coaching women on how to do the same. All of our lives are made up of tiny moments, both beautiful and messy. I know we all want more feel-good moments. But I believe it's the ones that challenge us that become the catalyst for our growth. That's what we do in this space. We explore everyday moments that we deem hard. And instead of allowing them to keep us stuck, we lean into their lessons and let them wake us up. So if you're ready and willing, I'd love to invite you to come along. All you need is an open mind. It's time, it's time to wake up and thrive. Welcome back. We are in March. Oh my gosh, it's so nice to have warm weather. Although we just got a hot tub in my house and I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping I don't want to say goodbye to the hot tub yet. So I'm ready for warm weather. I'm not ready to say goodbye, although our evenings are still going to be cool. So we should be good. Um, Okay. So this episode, oh boy, I think this episode is really going to hit home for a lot of you mamas. Um, I'm actually bringing this topic to you as, again, something I'm currently walking through. Um, That's kind of how I like to run my business. My business really is an extension of me. And so I always figure if I'm going through something, someone else is too. Today, I really want to talk about those times when we as moms think we know best, right? And I say think because we actually don't have agency over anybody else's experience. Um, even our kids. And when I say agency, I mean control. And again, remember, we we can control certain things in our kids' lives, right? We can have boundaries and consequences. Um, but at the end of the day, we can do all the right things, say all the right things, show up in all the right ways. And our child can still have an experience that Is hard for them, right? That is um, emotionally unsettling, that is not bringing out their best self. And we really don't have control over that. And I know that's a really hard truth to swallow, to accept. But once we can really grasp that as moms, so much of our relationship with our child will change for the better. We won't feel the um, need to nitpick every little thing, we won't feel the um, anxiety ridden cloud over our head to control every aspect of our child's life or else, right? We will be able to kind of surrender some of that and really discern what's worth our attention um, and and what we can let go of. So for me, again, if you don't know me very well, I have four kids ages 16, 11, 10, and five. And I'm going to give a recent example of an experience I've been observing with my oldest son. Um, but again, even if you don't have a teenage son, I think this is going to be really relevant for you. So my oldest is a junior, and we are in the thick of trying to really find the right college for him. Um, his name is Hunter, and me and Hunter, we have a really, really great relationship. I had him when I was 19, um, and so we have pretty much grown up together. Um, he really gives me and his dad little reason to control or micromanage his life. Um, he is not perfect. I'm not saying that at all, but he's, he's a really responsible and independent kid, um, and he kind of gets his stuff done right? But I've noticed during this season that we're in, me and him keep going at it. And trust me, (laughs) I would really love to blame him and his teenage ways. But the truth is, it's me, right? Because we always create our experience. We really, really do. So our struggle is really when I come, our struggle comes when I see him spending more time with friends or playing baseball than studying for school or preparing for the SATs right? Don't even get me started on the fact that most schools are test optional. I wish they never told the kids that. (laughs) But at the heart of my need to control this, at the heart of our need to control anything, is almost always a fear, a deep-rooted fear. And so for me, when I kind of explored this, I'm afraid for his future, right? I'm afraid that he is not going to have options, If he's not spending his time doing what I think he needs to be doing to get into the right college. So how does this fear manifest? I try to manage his schedule. I give him ultimatums, right? I'm saying things like, if you don't do this by this time, then no friends or no car. And it just, it creates this like really icky dynamic. Um, I'm quick to judge the areas he's lacking. And I'm really slow to praise the areas that he is showing up well in. And then this also really manifests in my own body like I'm exhausted. I am mentally exhausted. So much of my interaction with him when I'm in the state, it involves me being like revved up, right? So imagine running a marathon. That's kind of what your body is doing. My heart is racing. My palms are sweaty. I'm super short and fidgety. I just, I don't feel grounded in the present moment and I I don't feel good. It's It's a really yucky feeling. So this fear, if you remember on my episode on emotions, The fear is always attached to a story as well. Right. So the story for me is his future will be affected if he doesn't do fill in the blank this week. It's if he doesn't do a PS, a practice PSAT test, his future will be affected. But yeah, basically, it's if he doesn't do what I want him to do right now, right in this moment. And then the emotion creates this physical sensation in my body that feel awful, like I just described. And the actions I take from this place of lack and fear are super, super controlling. So it's not a good experience for him. It's not a good experience for me. And the result is I am the one showing up out of control. So I know in in moments like this, and again, if you don't have a a teenager, maybe it's a toddler and you're in Target and he's refusing to sit in the cart and you're really trying to get him to just listen to you and sit in the cart because people are judging us. Or maybe you have a picky eater and you're just like, you want her to just eat her food because, you know, and you're trying to control every little thing, the, the portion size, the amount of vegetables she gets, this, that, this, and it's coming with a good intention, but underneath it is a really big fear that- something bad is going to happen if they don't do what you want them to do right now in this moment. Okay. And I know it's really hard to pause during these times to pause, to calm your body down. But honestly it's these moments where calm is the most needed because for me, when I feel out of control inside, I seek to control something outside, right? My kids. And then almost always I am the one that loses, loses control. So let's talk about like what, What do we do? What can we do when we notice we're in this situation with our kids? So the first step, and you're going to hear me say say this over and over and over again, but the first step is to pause. Pause and notice how it feels in your body so that you can recognize this state sooner. Um, What I tend to do and what I used to do a lot in the past is the more, like I said earlier, the more out of control I felt inside, right? The more my heart was revving up, the more the anxiety was just basically it's energy, right? The more it was filling my body, the more I sought to control other people instead of just pausing and noticing me, what's going on in my body and noticing that the out of control feeling i'm feeling is not coming from my son it's not coming from my daughter or my toddler or whatever is going on outside of you it's coming from inside of you we are always the creators of our experience so before you do anything and again even if it is to deliver consequence at least it's coming from a calmer state you're you're when it comes from a calmer state i can't promise it's going to be received Better, you know, from your child, but you will at least feel better delivering it. And your experience overall, even if they're mad at you, even if they disagree with you, um, overall, again, because this is about your experience as a mom, your experience will be more fulfilling. Okay. So, first thing to do is to pause and notice how it feels in your body. Um, And then also, along with this, is notice the story. What is going on? underneath your need to control your child in this moment. What is the fear driving your actions? Okay. And this is going to lead into step two. Step two, once you've paused, you've kind of stepped back, um, Honestly, what I do is I just, I see what I'm doing on the outside and I, I, I've done this work long enough now where I know it's safe to pause because that's the first thing we don't feel when you feel this urgency, this, it has to get done right now. That should be your alarm clock. That should be your check engine light. That should be your reminder. Nothing needs to get done right now. Like you are never behind. It's okay. And it's safe to pause. And I sometimes will do, you know, process my emotion and then I'll go take out my journal. Because that second step is let your mind go to the worst case scenario. So once you've uncovered that fear, go to like let your mind wander and actually go to where it it, it is already going unconsciously. You, what you're doing is you're just bringing it to the consciousness. You're bringing it to your awareness. Um, I always recommend journaling just to get it out of your mind. Um, but sometimes you can even talk to somebody that you really trust. But go to the worst case scenario. I know sometimes this can feel scary to actually explore the worst case scenario, but I want to let you know that uh, ignoring or avoiding the worst case scenario, it's not helpful because it's already, if you imagined like the worst case scenario was driving the bus of your experience, it's already present. It's literally driving the fear. It's driving your need to control. And so all we're doing is we're getting to know the driver, right? We're just like trying to make friends with it. Don't you think that's a little safer than just hopping behind this bus and letting the bus, you know, take you wherever you want to go without actually understanding um, who this bus driver is? So for me, if my son doesn't study for the SAT, he will most likely not get a decent grade. Grade Less colleges will be interested in him. He won't have options and his future is going to be ruined. <laughs> that is, is what is going on in my head. And I'm laughing just because as I'm saying this to you, that is so silly. Like him taking a practice SAT test is not gonna ruin his future. I know that logically. But in the moment when fear takes over, that's what's running the show, right? That is where my mind goes. So once I get that out, once I allow, um, once I bring it to my awareness, I get to remind myself that his future will not be determined or ruined by one grade. I get to remind myself the truth, right? That someone far greater than me has got his future in his hands. And I get to celebrate the amazing kid that he is today and believe with all my heart that he's going to end up exactly where he's supposed to end up. My goal and my role is to make sure our relationship is intact when he gets there. That's it. Okay? So after you have calmed your body down, And after you've allowed your mind to go to the worst case scenario and then you've reframed it to truth. And again, if you can't do this on your own, find someone that you really can trust. Find your husband, a trusted friend, hire a coach, work with a coach, Um, because a lot of what we think is fact is really just a lie. So reframe it to truth. And then I want you to remind yourself, this is the third step of this powerful thought. And this honestly, hands down, has been the best parenting advice I have ever received. Are you guys ready to write this down? Our job as moms is not to control their experience. It is simply to be part of it. So always, always, always seek connection over control. And the more you notice that you're leaning towards control, take a deep breath. And let this simply be an indicator and a reminder to somehow, some way connect with your child. You will never regret connecting with your child. Right? Like I know, especially if in, in your mind, one of your examples is a is a child in a store throwing a tantrum. If you connect with them, you're going to encourage this and this bad behavior. And I'm telling you, it's the opposite. It is 100% the opposite. The more that you lean into that tantrum and try to control it, the louder the tantrum's going to get. When really what that child needs in that moment and what you need as the mom is just to connect with your child. Okay, you could deliver the consequence later. <laughs> okay, so in those moments when you just want to wring their neck, ask yourself, What do they need and what do I need in this moment? And I promise you the answer is going to be some form of connection. Okay. Um, And then this thought, this thought, my job is not to control their experience. It's simply to be part of it. It's not meant to relinquish consequences and rules with our kids and just let our kids run wild. That's not the purpose of this thought. It is a freeing thought. It's supposed to relieve the pressure we put on ourselves to control every aspect of our children. And we, we convince ourselves we're just doing this out of love. And I believe for the most, for most of us, it is coming from a good place, but when we let fear take root and we let our need to control, take over our desire to connect, then honestly, we end up creating a relationship, a damaged relationship because it's not rooted in love. So the purpose of this thought is to create a reminder that even if our kids behave perfectly, even if they do everything we ask for them, even if we set up all the right circumstances and expectations, we still have no control over their future. So we, as their moms, we get to surrender their future to a higher power if that's in your belief system. But really know that our number one job is just to love them and enjoy them, and this i believe is going to help you discern which battles are worth fighting and which you can let go. Okay? And then the most important thing this thought does is it protects your relationship. Because at the end of the day, having a child in an Ivy League school that doesn't want to come home, right? Or having a child that grows up afraid to show his emotions because he's going to get yelled at or spanked or far is far worse in my opinion than any outcome i'm trying to achieve by controlling their life. Right? So mamas <laughs> Let go of the reins, and when you notice you're trying to control, pause, acknowledge, and allow that emotion in your body. Ask yourself what is driving this fear, and actually allow your mind to go to that fear. And then, above all else, seek connection over control. Um, I promise you, you will never, ever, ever regret that, okay. And that really is um, all I have for you guys today. I hope um, this resonated with you. If it did, please share that with me. I love connecting with um, other women. You can find me on Instagram at Bridget Covill, B-R-I-D-G-E-T-C-O-V-I-L-L. Um, I'll put my email in the show notes as well. Um, let me know what's resonating, what's coming up from with you while you're listening to this. Um, and yeah, you guys, let's take the pressure off of trying to be the perfect mom, of trying to create perfect kids. And let's just, let's just love them. Let's just love them and enjoy them. All right. Have a wonderful day.